Smartcast. Define everything you want and then reverse engineer your way to how to achieve that. And it, that's the way I built my business. My business is reverse engineered. This is how much money I want. This is how much time I want to work. How do I make that happen? Welcome to Think Business with Tyler, sharing our methods and strategies for success. Join in on our conversations with business owners as we highlight their triumphs and detail how they overcame the challenges they faced while continuing to grow and scale their business. It's time to think life, think success, and think business with your host, Tyler Martin. Today, we're unlocking the secrets to transforming your business finances. Join us as we explore the game-changing profit-first method with expert Rocky Lalvani. Discover how to master your cash flow, embrace harmony in life, and build wealth steadily. This episode is a treasure trove of insights for financial freedom and business success. Get ready for a journey that could change the way you think about your finances forever. Hey, Rocky, welcome to the Think Business with Tyler podcast show. How you doing, man? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me here today, Tyler. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. I'm really excited to talk with you. This is a topic that we haven't talked about for a while. Uh, maybe we'll all start out with this. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do for a living and maybe even a little bit personal if you're willing to share. Sure. So I'm a dad to two kids. My kids are now grown, so kind of empty nesters and getting into that next stage of life. Been married to my wife for 28 years. So I think more importantly, living life is is a big part of it. I run a small boutique business. We work with other business owners and we help them to have a profitable and growing business. Where we're different is we're all lazy. So we want to work less, but we want to make more, right? No grinding it out, no killing yourself for a buck, figuring out how to bring life and business together and enjoy them both. That's awesome. That's a great goal and a great uh, mission to uh, make more and work less. I think we all can resonate with that. It's a reality. <laughs> it's not a goal and a mission. <laughs> I'm with you all the way. Hey, so in getting to that reality, let's talk about how do you do that? Like, how do you, let's start to set the stage so that there's traditional ways people look at profit in their business and, or, or, you know, how they're going to manage their business. What's your methodology on that? Maybe we could start there. Yeah. So, I think a lot of times in business, the vanity metric is sales, right? You get a whole bunch of people thumping their chest. I have a seven-figure business. Well, I've seen their financials. I don't care that they have a seven-figure business. They have a seven-cent profit. Like, seriously, like you work that hard and you have nothing to show for it. We kind of flip it the other way, right? Which is we want you to be highly profitable. I don't care what the revenue is. And this is all based on a book by Mike Michalowicz called Profit First. In the book, Mike flipped the profit equation. So we are all told by our accountants, sales minus expenses equals profit. So where's profit in that equation? It's a leftover, right? It's an afterthought. And he said, wait, no wonder we're all struggling with this. Let's do sales minus profit equals expenses. How many of you have been told to pay yourself first? right? Age old adage. Well, if you're supposed to be profit, why can't you take your profit first? Why can't it come off the top? If your business is profitable, then it should have that excess cash 
and it should be removable from the business. Now, all big corporations, many of them pay a dividend, right? Same concept, right? You as a small business owner should get a quarterly dividend, your profit, and remove it from the company and go build another stream of income somewhere. Cool. So you said if it's profitable was one of the things you said. So how, you know, a lot of times you'll have early stage businesses and they're not making a lot of profit. So what's that methodology? I mean, how do you, how does this apply to someone like that or a business like that so that they're focused around profit or at least getting there? So I think for a lot of business owners, you're right. They may not be profitable. They might still be in startup stage and all of these things. What we do is we tell people to take baby steps, right? You're not going to miss a dollar out of 100. So let's just start with 1% and say you're 1% profitable. Profit First is nothing more than a cash flow management system. It uses an age-old system. So back in the old days, right? Maybe even not so long ago. (laughs) And some of you might have done this with your kids, right? You have envelopes, right? So people would get paid and, and or maybe they had jars and they put the rent money in one place and they put the food money in the other place and they they put money for you know, the utilities in another place. And then when the time came to pay for those things, they actually had the money. What an amazing concept, right? They didn't borrow it. They took the money and they paid it. Well, that's what Profit First does. And just to start simply, you just take 1% of all your sales and you put it in a separate account, well, profit, that's it. And that's the simplest, easiest way to start. Over time, we can start adding more accounts with a purpose like your pay setting money aside for taxes. People act like tax time is a surprise. It comes every year, April 15th. Your CPA says, you know, either you were or weren't profitable. And if you're highly profitable, you got to stroke a check. So let's be ready for that. Let's be ready for it quarterly. Taxes shouldn't be a burden. And then what we're really doing is constraining your spending because everyone is told you have to spend money to make money, which I think is a lie, right? We, when we have a pile of money, we throw money at all our problems instead of being more resourceful and thinking through how do I solve this without throwing money at it? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was talking to a client last week and uh, she had come into a lot of money and and she goes, wow, I feel so flush right now. I feel so great. I have all this cash. And you could kind of just see, see the wheel spinning in her. This is uh, an individual that had kind of been a little bit tight for quite a amount of time. And the wheels were kind of spinning like, hey, I'm ready to spend money. And to your point, like if we don't put some of those guardrails on, it's like you just immediately just start to get rid of it. And then you're kind of back where you started again. So I love that philosophy. Now, I actually have two different directions I want to go. I want to talk about the bank accounts, but before we go to the bank accounts, you had mentioned about the seven, you know, you had seven figure sales, let's say a million dollar sales, but you're only making seven cents on the dollar, some really small amount of profit. Let's say that's your client. Client comes, you'd say, it's Rocky, man, I'm I'm just working my butt off. I've got, man, look at how sexy it is. I've got a million dollars of sales. But when I get to the end of the month, there's barely any money for me to take out. What does that look like in terms of a client engagement for you? Like, where do you start with that? Because you almost have to re-educate the client probably, and then you got to get them to accept different behaviors. What would that look like for you? 
So before we even accept the client, I want to look at their books. Okay. So we will go through and we'll examine their books before we even talk to them. And more often than not, when we have our presentation to say, hey, here's what we can do for you, we sit down with them and say, hey, this is what we see. This is what we think is possible for you. And here are some ways to get started. And so... When I look at a business, it all comes down to a math equation. So we figure out the math equation for the business. To start with, the first question is, do they have enough gross profit margin? Which more often than not, it could be a pricing problem. They aren't properly pricing what they're selling. And, and that is one of the biggest issues. And today with inflation, you know, especially at the beginning of COVID, supply shortages and everything, businesses went negative and they didn't even know it because they weren't keeping track of that. So first thing is pricing. And then the other thing we want to look at is, is what's your overhead? You know, how much is it costing you to deliver all these things? So do we have an overspending problem. Classic thing. And every business owner is guilty of this. I signed up for this trial of software and that trial of software and this trial of software. Three years later, you got $500 a month going out and you're not using any of them, right? Or maybe the phone company doubled your rates and you didn't pay attention. There's a lot of wastage going out because employees are trained to spend money to make money. They are not trained to be frugal. And frugal is a good word, by the way. So they're not, they're just not trained to run the organization lean. And so I think that's the other thing is looking at the different parts of the operation, the employees, the I'm gonna all right, I'm gonna make fun of of you know the guys in the trades because they all have Ford F-150s, right? They got the fancy truck. We always look at the truck and go, it's inversely proportional to how long they're gonna stay in business. The fancier the truck, the less likely they are. <laughs> Because they don't realize what it costs to pay for that truck. And the same thing happens to the lawyer who's got the ego office or any, we're all human, right? We all do that. So each of us have our own little thing that we need to, oh, people aren't going to respect me if I don't have this fancy whatever it is, which is kind of silly. So it's looking at that, the overhead, and then figuring out where in this entire process, there are problems. Now, for someone else, it just might be debt. They might have taken on massive amounts of debt. The other is they might just have wasted money on a lot of different bad endeavors, or there's a portion of their company that is causing them to leak money and they don't even know it. You know, maybe you and you hired your your brother-in-law and now you can't get rid of them, or maybe your business partner spends like there's no tomorrow. I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. Comment I hear sometimes about profit first or the feedback I'll get is, wow, I've got to have seven bank accounts or whatever it is. I'm making that up. And man, that just means more bookkeeping, more the headaches, and I got to transfer money. What's your thought process when you hear that? So in the past, I would have a different answer. Today, we have a different answer. Okay. Profit first partnered with Relay. Mm -hmm. Relay is a finance tech company that literally what it does for you is if you if you have them do your banking, I don't know what even the right terms are, they automate this entire process. Everything gets done for you. You set it up. All the money moves to wherever it's supposed to. It's literally a handful of transactions for your bookkeeper. to, And it's all automated for them. They, they just hit accept, accept, accept. 
I mean, that's not too difficult, I'm hoping. And, and the money goes where it's supposed to, and you don't have to do anything. Now, if you don't want to go with them and you want to do it yourself, yes, a couple of times a month, you need to sit down and do this. But what it does is it helps you to start feeling your money. So let me, let me put it to you this way. You walk into the store, you take your credit card out, and you swipe $500 on it. Oh, whatever. You walk in the store, you open up your wallet, and you take out five $100 bills, and you got to count them out and hand them over. It feels different. I need business owners to start feeling their money. And every time they do their allocations, they go, wait a minute. I thought I had more. Why isn't there more coming in? Or, ooh, a lot came in this month. Why did it come in? Or, ooh, how come my operating account is negative? It gives you that early warning signal. You start to feel how your money is flowing through your business. Yeah. You know, I looked at that relay. I don't know how long it's been around, but I know I noticed it a while ago and then I researched it again. It looks like it's kind of progressed. What's the feedback on it so far? Is it a good service? Seems reliable? Yeah, they've they've partnered with Profit First, the corporate, and so far everything seems to be great. They've really automated it and done it in a way that their user interface is good for the client. They had some other banks that kind of did this early on, but they were too small. Like you couldn't move enough money. You couldn't do this. You couldn't do that. This at least seems to be a bit better. And, you know, some people have all of this stuff needs to be customized for you, right? It all works. You just have to make it work for you. So if you've got great relationships with your local bank, you know, you might use Relay for part of it or, you know, or you just have somebody do this for you. It really doesn't take much more than about 10 minutes, a couple of times a month. Very cool. What do you do when a client? So, you know, one thing you talked about is frugal and just being a little more cost aware, you know, the, the F-150, the giant truck, definitely have seen that quite a bit. What do you do when you have a client or I'll call them a prospect? They're not a client yet. Are you of the opinion like, hey, if you're kind of not willing to follow this process, you might not be a good fit for us? Or how do you, are you flexible on that? Or how do you, or you just give them set expectations like, hey, if you're going to spend at this level, you're not going to get the results you want. How do you deal with that as a professional, if you don't mind asking? Not, not all of our clients do profit first. Okay. Not all of our clients do it in the standard way. But I will tell you this, the ones who do are the most profitable. And we don't have issues and they sleep at night. The more they follow the system, the bigger their cash balance is. And that's just the reality of it. I have a client who's now coming up on three years with me. He came to me three years ago and he said, um, in three years, I want a half a million. He wants to exit his business. I want a half a million in cash. I said, great, we can do that for you. And I showed him how to do it and I gave him everything. He's like, no, no, I want you to meet me every month because it will then get done and you'll hold me accountable and you'll make sure it happens. And so we've worked together and about, I don't know, 12 to 18 months in, his business started to take off a little bit. And he's like, I have a new goal. It's a million. I said, okay, we can hit that too. And this beginning this January, every month we meet at the beginning of the month, the beginning of this January, we're going to sit down and I'm going to go, here's your million dollars in cash. Taxes are all covered. He hit his goal. That's awesome. You know, it's not that difficult, but you have to make hard choices sometimes. 
If you're a business owner feeling stuck in your business, overwhelmed, responsible for everything that happens, and working long hours, Tyler helps his clients develop processes, hire high-performing team members, and better understand their financial metrics and numbers to allow for a more predictable, less hands-on business. To schedule a free, no-pressure consultation, head to thinktyler.com and click the meeting button. Tyler would love to see if he can help you work on your business, not in your business. Schedule a consultation today at thinktyler.com. Think life, think success, think business. Taxes are all covered. He hit his goal. You know, it's not that difficult, but you have to make hard choices sometimes. Yeah. What a great story, though. That's that's a cool story. I love that. Go from half a million to a million, and it still sounds like he's still rocking it. So that's just incredible. In my research about you, I read a little bit about you, living life of harmony. You have some thoughts around that. Would you mind sharing like this concept of balance in life? Yeah. So I don't think anyone can live a balanced life, right? (laughs) Because it's really hard to do. Things are always unbalanced, right? Sometimes your business is in trouble. Sometimes your kids are driving you wherever. Sometimes you need to spend time with your, your spouse. Sometimes you need time for you. And so I got introduced to the word harmony. It's like a song. When you listen to a song, at different points of the song, different things come to the forefront, right? There might be a drum solo or, or the vocals come up or, or maybe it's a guitar riff. All of these things are playing around in the background, just like your life. And at different points, different parts come to the forefront. And you do them and then and then they go back down and then something else comes to the forefront. Harmony is literally creating the song of your life so that all those things work together. Because if one part disappears, you know, if the drums aren't there, the song's kind of flat. So if you lose your wife because or your spouse, whether, whether man or woman, because you were so busy in your business and now they took half your business and half your money and the kids... Life isn't so fun anymore. Everything you did it for disappeared. So make sure you pay attention to all the different parts. And you've got to figure out how it works for you. There is nothing wrong with sprints, right? But some businesses are seasonal. That's the conversations we have. Okay, you're taking this sprint for the next two months. What are you doing as soon as the sprint is over? And how are you and your family celebrating? And what are you going to do for that? The wife's like, I want a new pool or, you know, let's go on vacation or I, whatever it is for you and, and not you, your spouse and your kid, like have conversations about it. Too often we make assumptions about everything. I like the uh, whole idea of focusing on harmony because I agree with you. Like, it's hard to have a balanced life. Things ebb and flow. It's kind of funny, though, to hear you say that for a guy that is around balancing books and balancing numbers to, to think things out of balance. I um, That's awesome. That's a good way of explaining it, though. It is. Yeah. yeah Business like goes up and down. I mean, that's just the reality of it, right? It is a roller coaster ride. In- it is. You just got to learn to enjoy the, you know, you're supposed to scream on the way down, throw your hands up and enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, um, building wealth. So I think you have some unique takes around building wealth, a more modern way. What are your thoughts in terms of building wealth? So I think for building wealth, the biggest thing is compounding, right? I learned a lot from Warren Buffett. One of the things Warren Buffett says is everyone wants to get rich this weekend. Nobody wants to get rich slowly. 
if you look at how Warren has built wealth, he, he didn't have his first billion till he was in his 50s. And it's because he's lived so long that he's actually been able to build wealth. And profit first is a system that allows you to take a small amount of money aside and essentially use it to build wealth. So question, do you know how much a dollar doubled for 31 days is? I used to know this. I know some crazy amount, I think. Is it three million? Some crazy amount. Okay. Most people heard this with the penny doubled, but now yeah. we have inflation. So now it's yeah. a dollar doubled. Yeah. Dollar doubled for 31 days is a little over a billion dollars. A billion. Wow. Yeah. Cause it's like the last five days or something. It starts to, the big number keeps going bigger and bigger. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Here's the real lesson. Mm-hmm. Okay. What if you waited a day to start? How much would you lose? That's a good question. Is it a, it, well, if, if you're, it'd be half, would it be 500 million? You'd be at? Yes. You'd yeah. be out 500 million. Yeah. And if you waited two days to start, you'd probably be out about 750 million. Right. Three days, you're out 900 million. It's crazy. All right. So everyone says, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. Right. This is the the reason we talk about this is is Mike goes around the country. He lectures people. You know, he comes off stage. He's an entertaining speaker. I love you, Mike. I love the book. This is awesome. First question. Did you start? Did you open the bank accounts? Uh, uh, Kind of. Okay, you're all giving away a billion dollars. You're giving away your nine hundred million dollars. Right. If your business isn't profitable and you're not making all the money you want, there's a reason for it. You didn't start. You didn't take action. You didn't conquer this. It's just really that simple. That really drives the point home. At a do- doubling a dollar, you give up a day, you're giving up, let's just say, 500 million, whatever the number is. But it, it really illustrates the point one day, the cost, the impact of that. It does. And now if we talk in years, you know, and you have a certain number you want to be at at a certain point in your life, that has a huge impact. It really does. That's interesting. That's a great illustration. Well, and so that's re- we have a saying right? Profit is a habit. It is not an event. Because for most people, profits, and I'll be profitable when I have seven figures in sales. Sure you will. You couldn't be profitable the whole way there? Come on. What I like about the way you talk about profit is because to me, historically, profit is an end result. It's, okay, this is what happened. And it is what it is. Like It's just the end result. It's like we don't have any control and empowerment of it. But I like flipping the script a little bit because it's like, well, wait, you do control the narrative on profit. It's not the end result. We don't have to wait until the end of the month to see how you did for the month. If you're looking at your numbers throughout the month and you're figuring out what buckets things belong and what you should be getting paid in terms of profit, you're setting the narrative in a way. Profit is made on the sale. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because if you haven't built a profitable offering to begin with, then you're out. You know, you brought up a great point too along the same topic. You know, we've seen inflation now here for a couple of years, few years, and a lot of small business owners, I think, are a little scared to reevaluate their pricing. How often are you seeing that in your practice where you had mentioned a negative gross profit margin, essentially, or having cost of goods sold that are higher than your sales? How often are you seeing that? And and is there any for someone that maybe is out in the audience and they might not even know that they're in this situation, that they're not making a lot of profit or no profit? What are some signs? How can we help them? What are some things they should look for? All of that, the answers are in the books. So the first question you really have to ask yourself is, 
do you have good bookkeeping in place? Like, do you get the reports and do you actually look at the reports? And then do you even understand? So here's the problem. All right. Everyone drives me up the wall. It's just me. I get it. But like the CPAs and, and their reports are useless. So the profit and loss report says, hey, you're profitable. And you go to your CPA, go, you go, uh, you told me I was profitable all of last year. How come I have no cash? Well, all your cash disappeared on the balance sheet. The problem is nobody knows how to read the balance sheet. Nobody. And more importantly, everyone tells you the balance sheet is an instant in time. No, it isn't. The balance sheet needs to be evaluated just like the P&L does month to month to month. What are the changes? It's like trying to find out where's Waldo in that picture. Like, where are the little changes? And that, I think, is the problem. There is no good report for a business owner that comes out of any of the financial people that helps them truly understand where their profit disappeared and how it came to be. We take all of those different reports and we extract different pieces from them to figure out and come up with the real numbers of where's the cash. That's why Profit First is so cool because it you actually move the cash and it doesn't even matter what the reports say because you can see it right there in the bank accounts and you can see I'm supposed to spend this much. I did spend this much. And some people do more accounts. Like some people will have a marketing account. If your business is heavy on marketing and you say, I'm going to spend 10% on marketing, well, you put 10% in the marketing account. When you run out of money, you know either your marketing didn't work or something happened. Like you got to figure it out now. It's telling you you've got a problem, which you won't see necessarily on all your, your financial reports. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned CPAs, but I kind of see this even deeper than just CPAs. Typical client that I've interacted with probably in the last, I don't know, I'd say 15, 20 years, most bookkeepers don't even keep their books really very accurately or clean. Um, vast majority, I would even say. No, they put journal entries in the books, drive me up the walls. Oh, nothing matches. Journal entry, make it match. Like, seriously. Yeah. Or to your point, like, you know, I always laugh a little bit on the balance sheet side of things because sometimes, you know, you'll look at a PL and it looks kind of weird or something, a profit and loss statement. And then you'll be, oh, where's your balance sheet? Could I just take a look at that? And they go, oh, I don't get that. And say, well, do you think you could get a copy or give me access? And then you'll look at it and there's like crazy stuff on there. There was AR for 10 years or whatever, you know, it happens to be. And it is sad from a client standpoint because. To your point, like if, if you can use a profit first method where you're not so reliant on maybe getting perfect data or data that isn't always being kept up, I, I like that methodology too, because it help, it empowers the client even more or the, the business owner even more. It's real time, right? Because you know, your PL says you got all this money in, but that's not exactly true because it went to accounts receivable. And people aren't paying you. And so while you're profitable, your clients have all the money. Right, right. Yeah, that's good, good stuff. Hey, I always love to wrap up the show. If you can think of something, I always like to ask you if you have a business or a life tip, something you've learned along your journey that you could share with us. Maybe we could apply to our lives or our business. So, you know, we started with your business as a math equation. I think the biggest thing that's most important is figure out what your end goal is. So imagine we're going to go to a football game, okay? We go to the football game, nobody painted lines on the field, all right? 
there's no scoreboard and there's no game clock. How exciting do you think that football game is going to be? Not very exciting. <laughs> Not very exciting. <laughs> How many business owners are playing football in their business without scorekeeping, time clocks, everything else to know exactly what's going on and where they are on the field and what quarter of the year it is and how they're doing and whether they're winning or losing. Define everything you want and then reverse engineer your way to how to achieve that. And it, that's the way I built my business. My business is reverse engineered. This is how much money I want. This is how much time I want to work. How do I make that happen? Very cool. That's a, it's a roadmap. If someone follows their roadmap, they line out, they're going to get the result they want. I love it. Hey, Rocky. So your website, profitcomesfirst.com. Profitcomesfirst.com. I'll put it in the show notes at thinktyler.com. If people wanted to reach out to you, is there anywhere else you'd want them to go? Before they do that, can I ask them a favor? Yeah, sure. Did you guys like listening to Tyler? Did you find that like button yet and hit it? Have you shared this podcast with another business owner who might benefit? I mean, give him a little love, right? He's a great guy. I love chatting with him. Let's show a little love here and hit the like button, all right? Thanks, Rocky. If you like listening to podcasts, I have one. It's called Profit Answer Man. We share everything we do for our clients. We give away all our secrets because we just want you to be successful. I love your creativity. You have good names. You got a great web domain. I love your web domain. And then you've got some great, great uh, comparisons, some examples like the football field without lines. I love that. It just brings it home. And even losing a day of of uh, compounding is just, those are just things you can't argue with when you you visualize them in your head. I love it. Not at all. Thank <laughs> you. You're a great guest. Hey, thanks so much. Uh, Look forward to talking to you again in the future. Have a great one, okay? Thanks for having me. That's all for this episode of Think Business with Tyler. But we have plenty more resources to help you in your pursuit of business excellence on our website at thinktyler.com. If you'd like to be featured in a future episode of the show, feel free to reach out to us on social media at think underscore Tyler. We look forward to helping you think life, think success, and think business. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Electric Acid.